Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. last night Aaron Judge uh, and I'm, I'm waiting for the negativity to steep on in few strikeouts can't get a big hit uh, Yankees lose 3-2 in a long game meanwhile the Mets gave you no reason to watch baseball as they got blown out by the Cubs but that's still have a chance to win the series and that'll be on Matt Harvey's arm tonight at 7 and a lot of stuff in between including some hoops and some football with OBJ Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? You know, I'm doing great, Craig. A nice little reprieve going down to uh, Pinehurst. Nice. Uh, North, Carolina North Carolina with a bunch of great guys down there playing in a golf tournament. Uh, spent a couple days with uh, your boy, Ron Jaworski, who, by the way, is a stand-up comedian. Is it? He, he is. I know Ron he a long is, time. He is awesome. And then, uh, of course, the great Jason Taylor, who did play one year with the New York Jets, and uh, great Miami Dolphin, who, by the way, and, you know, probably not a lot talked about, but, you know, is a first-bout Hall of Famer. He's yeah. going to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this August, along with a bunch of guys, you know, a lot of the story around that whole thing was, you know, Terrell Owens not getting in, Terrell Owens right. not getting in, but a guy like Jason Taylor, who was a great player in his own right, third in sacks, he gave a speech last night, so I couldn't leave until his speech was over last night, because right. I kept saying to him, I want to hear what a defensive lineman has to say, you know, and uh, he killed it last night, he was great, he was fun, and we were down there playing golf, and I don't know if you've ever been to Pinehurst. I would I say not. that if you are People a golfer, rave about it though. yeah, if you're a golfer and you love to go play golf, they got nine golf courses in this compound, beautiful hotels, nice little downtown area. It's about a three block downtown area. Played number two, which is the U.S. Open course. Plays number four, which is the Jack uh, number nine. Yesterday when I called in, the Jack Nicklaus course. And if you are a golfer, I would tell you. One hundred percent, you got to go play there. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go there, yeah, you can you, pretty much get on almost every course there. Right. I think you can. Um, you know, you set it up beforehand, and uh, you stay right on property. It's just, just a, it's a great old kind of feel to it because it's in the pine, it's in, it's in the uh, pine trees of North Carolina. So it was great. So uh, I did miss you guys yesterday, and I, I saw where. You know, Al was texting me, Craig's not here, Craig's not here, Craig's not here. Why, I'm like, well, what the hell do you want me to do? I'm like, you know, 700 miles Pardon away, for what do you want me to do? Why are you I, I, texting Boomer on his day off? I wanted him to call in. He's like, Craig's not here, ah, Craig's not here. And I'm like, nice. what the hell is Benedict Craig doing? Right? I, first of all, what's the first thing I said to Al? I said, Al, is Craig safe? Is he fine? Is he, He's not in a coma or something. No he's not in a car accident. He didn't trip and fall down his stairs. And Al said, no, he's he's fine. He just overslept. And then, oh, you and then of course. After you texted uh, after you knew I was on my way in. I yeah, yeah. And right. then, and then, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the slings and arrows started coming. And I was like, you know, that's not very nice that you would do that to our guest host, the governor of uh, New Jersey, Governor Christie. Mm. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it any better. Very simple, very simple. pointed, and it just basically lays it out there. So yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you did that to him. 
And I'm a little bit, quite frankly, a little bit embarrassed by your you, actions. I, me? What did I do? Because, you know, when you're not here, I try to hold my end of the bargain up. I and did what I did. I usually bring in either, you know, the great Phil Sims. Yeah. Or, you know, Chris Sims. Uh, and, and we try to put on a decent show. And I know it's totally different when uh, we're not together and all that I other stuff. But I'm them. never, I'm never, I am never late. I'm always oh, on that, time. Well, that happens. I actually, when I do do that part of the show... I do actually pay attention to the rundown. There you go. And well, now I think appreciates that. Uh, listen, no, I was uh, three minutes late. No excuses. I was late. Hey, three minutes, I, one minute. Uh, you know, Tom Coughlin. You know, or, you know what? Bill Belichick <laughs> would have sent you home. Uh, listen, I, I gave him the opportunity to let me not come in. I was happy to go back to bed. Uh, that being said, we are here today. And there's a lot cooking. Uh, look, the Yanks lose the game 3-2. The Mets get blown out. Uh, a lot of the focus today, there should be uh, on it's a, I th- what I think is a really great example of media out of control sometimes. And we're probably, we got to be a part of that. Oh, no, dude, we are living knee-deep in the middle yeah. of all of it. And here's why. So Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the mandatory OTA. He got there a day early. Yep. He's obviously in great shape, and, and it's all good. Eli Manning was even asked, hey, how much did it, how much did him not being here two weeks ago hurt? He goes, not at all. Uh, he's a professional, and here we are, we're ready to go. So he even comes out, and he says... I want to be a giant for life. Someone gave him good advice to say something like that. Very good, yeah. Uh, which is what giant fans want to hear. And my uh, not coming here had nothing to do with my contract. I was working out with this uh, specialist that a lot of the guys use. Specialist? Yeah, he's got a workout specialist. He's got a specialist. He's running in the beach. He's doing all this crap. He's uh, cross-training, and I'm working out. No, I was thinking about getting you a specialist. I need one. A few of them. No, but I'll just get you one specialist. No, I need a lot of specialists. Yeah, uh, right. It's a specialist. So now here's my here's my point. And we, we jumped on it as well. You know, with through Chris Carter, through retweeting stuff. It's a contract holdout. He doesn't want to be here. All the crap that was said about him. He's not responsible, he's not mature, and all this crap, right? Right. It's mandatory, he's there. Looks great, feels great, everything's great. It's not about my contract. I'm not asking for a new contract. I want to be a giant for life. To me, that story should get as much play as him not coming to the voluntary workouts. Thus far, what your contracted responsibilities are as a member of the New York Giants, yep. he's lived up to them. Sure he has. And if I'm a Giant fan, even though I think it's a bit of a game, him saying, I want to be a Giant for life, yep. I'm not going to have a contract holdout. That's not a question for me to discuss right now. That's everything I want to hear. Yep. I'm back in love with Odell Beckham if I'm a oh, giant well, fan. Oh, there you go. Right? Yeah, but I, like I told, you, I, I, I told you, like n- none of this matters when it comes to him playing on the field against the Cowboys opening night. No. I mean, if he goes out there and catches 10 passes, three touchdown passes, and they go on the win, it's going to be celebrated. He's going to be loved. And, and, you know how that, and you know how that works. Yep. And that's how it always works. It's about performance. Who performs and who doesn't, period, stop, right? That's all that matters. Uh, so I think if you're a Giant fan, yesterday had to be music to your ears because you got everything you wanted out of uh, Odell Beckham. But I do think, though, that a couple things are happening in the NFL as the twisting winds of OTAs and all right. players pushing the, the max level of not showing up to these things is really starting to take hold because the players are basically feeling like, oh, you know what? If I'm a star, I am not showing up to OTAs if I don't have to be there. Uh, by, now, by the I, way, I would I, I get the rhetoric and I get why they do it. And I would also say that most likely all quarterbacks will be there because quarterbacks want to be there. It's in their DNA. Sure. They want to be there to be a part of it, uh, especially young quarterbacks. I can't imagine 
you know, Derek Carr saying to the Oakland Raiders, because that's kind of like the same time period with Odell. So right. I'm, I'm not showing up for OTAs. The quarterbacks will always be there. But I think, uh, you know, the Fletcher Coxes of the world, the Odell Beckhams of the world, the Olivier, Olivier Vernon, Vernon of the world, the, the top-end players that have guaranteed money, more and more are going to say, I'm not doing this. And may, it may also have something to do with, uh, you know, taxable income, the state in which they live in, how many months are they living in that state, and all sure. this other stuff. So there's a lot of other pressures that are a part of this. But I will say this about Odell Beckham Jr. because you saw his cleats. Yes, he had right. uh, there's a there's a famous uh, cleat uh, designer Kick whose Asso. name is Kick Asso. Kick Asso, and he designs baby. his Nike cleats. And on the cleats, he had uh, different uh, like TMZ, ESPN, the New York Post, uh, and written uh, above the black ink of those different uh, media outlets was uh, in red, you know, shh, as been pretty much to say. Cut the crap out, the rumor mongering, and, uh, you know. All maybe right, so here, here's my point news. about this. So, okay, so Kick Asso does these, yeah. <laughs> does these cleats they're, they're and everything. They're cool cleats, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they're great. Whatever. I mean, so he's sending a message. It's fun. It's all playful. It's great and all that other stuff. Right. But, you know, Odell can say whatever he wants with his cleats. That guy wants to be in front of the camera. Yes, he does. He, he wants, wants to be on TMZ. He wants to be on TMZ. He wants to be in front of the camera. He wants to give the, the press conference. He wants to talk about himself. He wants to, you know, Further his brand, right. which is exactly what all of those media entities do for him. Exactly right. Well, I'm a media whore. I got I, listen. He came out with the whole uh, team of his own emojis last year. Remember? And, and the thing also <laughs> too is remember he's here, so the tabloids are going to just eat him up. Right. You're the biggest star in the sport, and you and you're playing New York. The combination's combustible. And when you're a 24 year old kid and you're single and uh, you, you look the part, you act the part. Guess what? You're going to be referenced in every blog and podcast and and your Team Z type website and your bar stool and bleacher and on the fan and by the way and you enjoy Listen, the aspect of that when you want to you know make love to the kicking net or you want to uh, you know get in a fight with Josh Norman and go you know hog wild and lose your mind on the field or you want to you know not show up for an appearance that you're being paid to show up for right I, you, you're going to get a lot of uh, slings and arrows and negativity towards you but. All of that doesn't mean anything because as long as you do your job in the field and become the great player that you are, it's going right. to be fine. Let's but here's, here's the other thing. I, you know, so back, you know, he was drafted in 2014. And, right. and why people think this is about money, okay, is because there was a guy that also was drafted back in 2014, yeah. I believe. Go ahead. Uh, right after Odell Beckham Jr. And his name is Aaron Donald. Uh, Steelers got. I uh, came from Pittsburgh, rather. Right? He came from Pittsburgh, right. but he plays for the uh, L.A. Rams. Right. Um, at that time, he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams. Now the L.A. Rams. Right. So uh, there has been reports that he was going to hold out of their mandatory minicamp, and if you hold out of your mandatory minicamp, you, you can be fined up to eighty thousand dollars. Right. So you're not going to sit out. I don't think you would want to sit out, especially on your own on your rookie deal. But uh, many will tell you that he is one of the top two to three defensive players in all of football, and one of the most disruptive defensive tackles in all of football and there's there's chatter out there that he wants a new contract from the Rams and sure, he I'm was sure drafted drafted one spot behind Odell Beckham Jr. Let me tell you something if these guys somehow get these new contracts that there's no question that they are trying to acquire right uh it will it will break the mold of the rookie contracts right with uh with the NFL players and the NFL owners right I, now you get a you get a four year deal with a one year option so you could pretty much option. tie a guy up for about 5 years right. cuz it's a team option and based on the nature of the sport and the violence and the propensity for injury you know it, you know the, the NBA contracts aren't that long your rookie deals so to me I agree 
if a major player like Odell, like the kid you're talking about uh, with the Rams, yep. is able to kind of bust when- through that, then every top 10 pick who performs at the level they're supposed to or beyond will do fall suit. And now you're going to have what amounts to two- and three-year deals out of the gate, not five. And there's no way the NFL owners are going to want that. So when you look back at the 2014 draft, think about these guys that could do what Odell Beckham's trying to do. Jadavion Clowney, Khalil Mack, right. Mike Evans, a wide receiver with Tampa Bay, Anthony Barr, the tremendous linebacker with Minnesota, uh, Taylor Lewan, he's the uh, tight uh, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Donald, Ryan Shazier. Every one of these guys a pro bowler. Zach Martin, from uh, the guard from the Cowboys. What a draft. Uh, C.J. Mosley, the Baltimore Ravens linebacker. Right. Ha-ha Clinton Dix from the Green Bay Packers, the safety. I mean, you know, you're talking about guys. That yeah. could change the the entire future of and, the NFL if they if they if they ever banded together and said we're not playing. Yep. And by the way, every generation's had a moment like that. You guys had it with uh, the the uh, the lockout, uh, the strike know, in '87. Yeah. Yeah. Every generation has something like that. But listen, the bottom line is this: Well, you don't want to get caught up in all the nonsense and the business part of it, although it's important. Odell Beckham's here, wants to be a giant for life. You love it. There is no such animal currently playing in green. Uh, there's no jet. That uh, wants to be well, a jet minute, for That's Josh McCown. He's a kindergarten no. teacher. And Josh McCown was described uh, by Todd Bowles yesterday as a kindergarten teacher, meaning that you got two pupils, Bryce Petty being one, Christian Hackenberg being the other, yep. who are at the kindergarten level of quarterback development, and it's Josh McCown's job uh, to show them the ropes and uh, teach them how to be professionals. And I'm assuming that at some point, after the first practice or two, McCann went home to his family and said, I'm the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Neither one of these guys is ready to play football. And but at the end of the day, the franchise isn't ready either. And there's going to be a long season with lots of losses. Lots of losses. So you got that. And now, I know you got back late yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure if you got to see the... 11th inning of the Yankee Angel game. No, I got back. You know, they, they were still playing. So, bases loaded, one oh, out. God, that, this game went on forever. And I'm saying what every other Yankee fan saying. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Someone's getting a hit to win the game, right? Yep. And two pop-ups to third. Like, unbelievable. Bases loaded, one out. The Yankees? <laughs> the Yankees don't score? And then on the flukiest of all flukes, with a man on and two outs. I mean, a sharp hit ground ball. Ricochet is off his leg, and the Yankees lose. Well, you know, more importantly, you know, CC Sabathia hurts his hamstring. I, I think this could be the end of it for him. See again, here what? we go. And, and, I, you, know, and, you, know, and you just and, never know that the Yankees yeah. this could be let, the beginning of an extended losing great. streak. And let, let's ask you a question since you're back now and we've talked. So now you've got the verbs out of your mouth. So now you're ready to have a real conversation. The verbs. Remember what when verbs? you left on Friday? Yeah. Oh, I think, you know, Aaron Judge, he's all done. No more home runs out of Aaron Judge. Yeah. Uh, they touch the money. They count the money. They touch the money. Right. And anybody who listens oh. to me knows that I'm Booyah being. Kishaw. Yeah, but every, anybody who listens <laughs> to these knows that I'm being totally, totally uh, yeah, sarcastic. Between, between you and I the mean, governor. Get you get it. I, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know what's happening, but he didn't hit a home run yesterday. This might be the beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're having some fun at your expense, and there's no question about that, but. They're fun to watch, man. And and that, that run through Baltimore was ridiculous. Uh, stupid. Man. 55 runs in five games? Yep. I mean, absolutely uh, stupid. And, of course, the Yanks uh, lose last night. I, I don't the know. I, I didn't read all the stuff because I wasn't here. But I, I don't know if that's an unprecedented run or they're on an unprecedented pace for home runs. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. For, the, for them, they are. They are. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's. 
I'll admit, it's fun to watch. And then comes the story, which we'll get more in depth later on this morning. Now what? Where you wonder sometimes how sports transcends a lot of things and how sometimes the power of sports invades other aspects of life. I love this story. Now, for example, you know, what sneakers do you wear? What what you know, t-shirts do you wear? Uh, kids might dye their hair like an athlete or try to catch the ball like uh, Odell or you know, try to do the scoop shot by Curry or you know, you know, taller kids now are probably trying to take threes like Durant or we all try to fly like Jordan. But this might be the greatest story of all time, showing you the importance in society and beyond importance, the the strength and power that sports has mm. in dictating how we live our lives. I think I know where you're going with this. I think. Well, don't say Can it, I guess? No, I don't want you to guess because you uh, know because it's on the list. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not even looking at the list. But, yeah, but you've looked at it. No, I haven't. I think you've looked at it. No, I haven't. Who does it involve? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want me to say who I think it is? Say the first name of who it involves. Dennis. No. No. Okay, you're talking about Dennis Rodman going to China again, right? No, he went to North Korea, not Whatever. China. To North Korea, excuse He's hanging me. out with the, his boy over there. Yes, that's his guy, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about Dennis Rodman going over to North Korea. Oh, man. Here's what I'm talking about. Are you ready? We said over a super spy. Are you a fan, <laughs> uh, are you a fan of other types of um, uh, delicacies? Like, will you eat... I'm not eating crickets, no. No, but will you, you eat Chinese like... food? I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to eat caviar. You'll eat Chinese food. You'll eat, I'll eat chicken liver. Yes. You'll eat Japanese food. Yeah. You. You'll eat guacamole. You'll eat pimento cheese. No, I don't like pimento. Perhaps you'll eat pickled ginger. I'll have some of that. Yes. Yeah. You'll eat Swedish food. You like the meatballs? Swedish meatballs. You'll like Nutella, an Italian dessert treat. Perhaps, oh, I love. A perhaps French you're baguette. a French baguette guy. Oh, I love. Maybe you like balsamic vinaigrette. Oh. Well. (laughs) All right, Beef Tongue. Thank you. Beef Tongue. Well, there is a a guy named Aslam Rasoi, and he's uh, a restaurateur out in uh, California, boom. And there has been a mad rush in his uh, restaurant on a specific type of seasoning. Or spice. It, uh, is all right. So let me. I gotta think. Of what, what is us? Do uh, what's his ethnicity? Can you tell me what his um, ethnicity is? Indian. Oh, by, uh, my it's, family. Uh, it's got to be curry. There's a mad rush on curry for Steph Curry because yeah. of Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Normally they'll do about 25 uh, takeout orders on a Friday night. When the Golden State Warriors play. They would do 75, and every one of them requested extra curry. <laughs> so what's wrong with I, that? It just, because, that's, that's fans. That's, that's, that's that, exactly what fans do. That's yes. what athletes and team owners and people need to understand. That's how crazy we are about the teams that we love. We don't even like, like I hate curry. But you know what? If I'm in San Francisco and I'm a fan of the Golden State Warriors, yes. I might say, give me the chicken with extra curry. <laughs> And that's what people are doing. But by the way, they can't you... keep the curry in the building. So, what was I thought it was amazing about the NBA uh, playoffs, and I was I was very happy uh, that Golden State won four games to one. You picked them to I, win in five. I, I predicted them to win in five, mm-hmm. and I thought that Cleveland would actually play well at home, and they did for the most part. 
But the whole narrative after the whole thing was over is now what does LeBron James have to do to get himself another championship because this team, uh, the Golden State Warriors, is going to be in his way the next 10 years. Oh, too bad. Uh, but I, I just look like, what, so why, why am I worried about what LeBron James is doing? Yeah, you shouldn't what be. What the hell is my team going to do? I'll do even better. The NBA should be worried about every other team. Yes. The Cavs will be just fine. The Warriors are going to be fine. Uh, the rest of the league, it will not be fine. And, I, and I'm sick and tired already of the rhetoric of, I never had a super team. Memo to LeBron James. You invented the concept of the super team right. when you and Bosch and Wade got together in Miami. Now, they've won up to you because they got another player. But the concept of, you know, quote-unquote super teams started with LeBron James' decision to go to Miami. Now, if they did better, too bad. Uh, and I agree with LeBron. He's got nothing to hold his head about. They lost to the best team in basketball. I was, I was, I was they should have won game three. They didn't. That's on him for the last four minutes of the game. And that's it. Well, there he goes. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Who would be like a Dallas Cowboy in which I can make the same comparison? I don't know. Like if Dak Prescott was into something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like if, uh, let's say, Prescott was a type of fish. Would you be more apt to order the Prescott? Oh, we have a flay of Prescott. No, I don't think so. Well, because of a... if I liked it, yes, I would not order it just you because. Know, my, my boy Jeff Ruby back in the day at the old precinct restaurant used to have steak Esiason, steak Collinsworth, steak Weish, and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's that's like when you used to go to Carnegie when it was open, and you'd have like you know the you know, the Oscar Madison. Yeah, of right? course. Yeah, but that's, I'm talking about an actual like Curry's a, a thing. Yeah, okay. It's not named after someone. Mm-hmm. Although maybe it was. Maybe Steph Curry's relatives. You know, found the spice. You never know. It had to get a name from something. Probably right? didn't, but I get your point. Well, you say probably didn't, but how probably do you know? Didn't. I probably didn't. You know, I think Curry's been around for hundreds of years. Right. So his right. family's been around for hundreds of years. So you think they had a farm and they were farming curry? I don't know exactly how you make curry per se. It's a spice. Sure. It's, it's a, a wheat spi- of some spice. Kind. It's a spice. It's in the spice family. Right. I, never I really think care it's like it. uh, like um, hops. I think it's a farm type of thing. It's a like that. Hmm. Farm. Just Google it. Yeah, why don't you Google it? I don't have to Google it. I know about um, etymology. You're a foodie. And the curry, I think it comes from it's the Indian uh, farms that create it specifically. Hmm. Well, it's germane to a certain area. Yeah, absolutely. Like here, you can't grow corn two years in a row on a Jersey farm. You have to rotate, or else you can't. You get no corn the second year. You didn't know that. You can't. You can't grow apples. With only one apple tree, you need two trees so they, um, you know, they have apple sex. <laughs> they cross pollinate. Apple sex. You can if you put one apple tree in the ground, you will never get a single apple on that tree. If you put two trees in the ground, you'll have apples on both trees. Mm-hmm. What? What? That's how that works. Once again, you teaching everyone. Yeah, it's just uh, if you got to go all the way back to the days of um, of George Carver to learn about farming. So I'm just teaching you a little thing mm-hmm. along the way. Jerry's here. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> Good morning. Brought to you by Bruni and Campisi Air Conditioning. Keep cool and visit BruniandCampisi.com. Where do you want to go? You want to go baseball? You want to start with the football? What do you got? 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 I, want, I wanted, I have a, want to Alan, hear? I have a wager whether or not you will pick up on the appropriate lead story today. And uh, it's a dollar wager. I you think the all, appropriate lead story is Beckham. But because the Yankees ended at 3.30 in the morning, I'm not sure anybody woke up, saw any of it. No, no, so I'm to a, me, you can't couch it. Just I think one. it's a one and a one A. 
No, no. That's one. What, what is the lead story in New York today? Well, then I have to go with Beckham because minicamp started yesterday. He has been a huge story. He spoke to the media. The shoes are a thing on the paper, the back page of the paper. Uh, and it, he must have spoke before he had them on and went to the uh, practice field because uh, there was no questions about the shoes. But he was asked about the contract. First thing right out the gate, are you unhappy with it? You know, I leave that in the hands of the man above, honestly. Uh when that time comes, that time comes. He was asked why he skipped OTAs. Taking the time to, to you know, train, uh, make sure I get proper training in, you know, really grow in, and mature in yourself. But, uh, and this came back, the contract was a he recurring took the time, theme. Uh, he missed it because he wanted to mature. Yes. And the three days of uh, OTAs that he missed allowed him to mature. Correct. All right. Well, he's three days older, I suppose. He is three days older. Uh, uh-huh. He was asked several times about the contract. I haven't really talked with anybody about contracts so it's not something that has been in the air it kind of was a talk that was brought up amongst other people you know it never was really in my discussion ah but what about the retweet yes, that you what had that mentioned that right a retweet could really mean anything though you know social media must be kind of new um you know a, a retweet in a, in a, a three-minute conversation it could have been the first 15 seconds it could have been the last 15 seconds well, no, no. See, now tweets are not conversations per yeah, se. I don't. They are limited to how many words they have. Right. And when you retweet it, you're retweeting the the emotions and passion and meaning behind the whole thing. You would think. Yes, and we know what he's doing, and we know what Chris Carter's doing behind the scenes, and we get it. And by the way, I don't think there's a single person on the planet, Boomer included, that doesn't think he doesn't deserve more money and shouldn't get more money. We all think he does. He's one of the best receivers in the well, game. Listen, there's a whole, he should get paid. There's a whole bunch of guys from that draft that all feeling the same way. And I got maybe, no problem with that. Maybe with, with the that. exception of Jadavion Clowney because he had he didn't really get started until year three. You know, I mean, he battled injuries, but Khalil Mack, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, uh, you take a look at Aaron Donald. They're, they're all guys that are basically living up to their draft selections and have probably exceeded expectations. Well, what about a holdout? He was asked that question. I've seen the whole, uh, what's it called, a holdout and all that stuff, and I've never really seen it work, so that was never in my mind to, I'm not going to go to OTAs to, to get a new contract. I don't think that really proves the point. I tell you, he sound, listen, he sounds so sane. Yes. He was good. Right? No, he's, he's really good, and he looks great. His hair is blonder than ever. Yeah, uh, nice. He's got the whole look going on right now and all that stuff. So and he's ready he, to play football. He just sounds great. Yeah, I agree. Now, and, let's, let's just hope that it doesn't snap at yeah. one point. Right, just don't, don't whisper, Norman. Josh Norman. <laughs> no. You know, did anybody ask here. him about Josh Norman? No, I not yesterday. They asked him about the contract 17 Come times. On, we like Josh Norman. Patience like is a virtue. Cor- you like Josh Norman a lot. I, I know do. you do. I, I like him a lot because I met him. So now that I've met him, I can uh, I can make a better opinion about what kind of guy he is. And here's what I can tell you about Josh Norman. Boomer said the same thing. Extraordinarily likable and totally gets it. Knows exactly what he's he, doing. He is definitely manufacturing. He's busting stories. balls. He's manufacturing yeah. stories. And is by what the way, he 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 learned I think from um, uh, Richard Sherman. Mm. If sure, he did. Yeah. If you're really good at playing, which they are. And you decide to chirp before big game, and then you live up to the chirps. Guess what? You get paid more. You know, if I were Odell Beckham Jr., you know who I'd sit down and talk with very, very privately, not let people know that I'm doing it, but just kind of get a sense of who this one player once was, right? And how he handled his money situation. Is he and currently playing or no? He's he's not. He may be at some point, but he's not right now. Uh, he's not signed with anybody. Hey. Revis, yes. 
I would sit down with Darrell Reeves and say, now, Darrell, you obviously About the renegotiations and all that? I never had seen a player, because most NFL players, I believe, tend to be very insecure about money and contracts okay. and don't want to upset an apple cart just because that's kind of like the world we grew up in. Right. You don't do this, you don't you know that's why when somebody does go a little afoul, older guys like me, you always sit in judgment of these guys, but we tend to forget that we were in those shoes at one point in sure. time ourselves. Uh-huh. But I don't necessarily know that I've ever seen a guy in all the years of uh, of the NFL that was so confident in who he was as a player that was willing to sit out and wait. That was like yep. twice, right? Yes. Yep. That's why Odell Beckham Jr. is in right, right in the spot where Darrell Revis was. Yeah, and uh, we'll see how he handles it. I don't. I don't think. Listen, Revis got paid, so he handled it great. Meantime, right? uh, at Jet, a lot. Yeah, at Jet Camp. Here's the quote you were talking about: uh, Todd Bowles discussing the team and the youth of the team uh, and how they're moving forward. So a reporter asking the question, and then you get the answer. If you're trying to move on to the next generation, why would you still be considering McCown as your starting quarterback? Even when you go to kindergarten, somebody's got to be the teacher. <laughs> so that's the comment. That's uh, the so quote. you hear that. He goes, if you're uh, obviously mo- going with the youth movement, moving, looking towards the future, why would you have Josh McCown quarterback when there's no real benefit uh, long term to having him quarterback this year is essentially what the reporter's getting at. And his answer, which is frankly insulting to uh, Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, is that, well, listen, when you have kindergartners playing a position, you have to have someone come and teach them. That, that is, I mean... I, I don't know what Bryce Petty and Hackenberg have done wrong to uh, to be embarrassed like that at a press conference by the head coach. Uh, but if I'm Petty and Hackenberg, I know exactly where I stand with him. And I know my days here are numbered. I know that they're going to try to get a quarterback next year. That's already obvious. And um, I'll take it for what it is. This is the business part of football, which blows. And I don't know, again, what did Bryce Petty do wrong? Who knows? Think- maybe, maybe, you know, just maybe, thing- just maybe. <clears throat> one of those gay guys may surprise you. Just maybe. Yeah, I'm not and saying if they that... can't play, well, shame on the Jets for drafting him, then let him go. We like some... Bryce. Yeah, right? Somebody wrote something. I don't know if it was Samini or Serbi or Canazaro. Somebody I... wrote something in regards to Christian Hackenberg. We maybe like Christian Hackenberg. Yes, maybe it was he, he was all over the place. He had a couple oh. reporters. Yeah, but, reporters but putting time. videos out, too. Yeah, but what I'm saying, it's about time. that I think well, maybe it was Manish, Manish wrote this. Like it's, it's enough. It's overdone with Hackenberg. So he misses a couple receivers. So what? Just let the right. kid play. I, you know, I, people don't understand what the hell they are going through. They're going through a whole new offensive game plan yeah. with guys that they very rarely ever played with. I don't. So there's going to be a lot of uh, indecision. There's going to be a lot of inaccuracies, and people just got to get, realize that until the games really start, until they actually put the uniforms on, right. Uh, then we'll find out just who's got the the sack that 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 is needed to to be a quarterback. But to your point from last week about how it's a different time now with the social media and stuff That's like that, it's really ridiculous. reporters are videoing their throws and putting out their bad throws. Yeah, which is uh, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's, a, it's a dopey mini camp. I know, um, and means absolutely nothing as to whether or not these guys can play NFL football. What were they saying about Dak Prescott last year at this time? Uh, he wasn't even the backup quarterback at this time last right, year. Just listen, I, I don't I don't know if either one of them are going to be any good. But having the head coach come out and say what he said is is embarrassing. Um, and at the end of the day, I do agree with the reporter that asked the question. Hey, this team is not going to win a lot. What's the benefit in having McCown start at all? Pick one of the other two guys and throw him into the Wolves. Right. And you'll find this this is a lost season already. I'd like to know if one of those two guys can quarterback. And here's the crazy thing about it. Because it's the Jets... I guarantee you, we don't find out. I guarantee you that. 
You'll hear the Todd Bowles crap. Oh, Josh McCown's my starting quarterback. Josh McCown's starting quarterback. Uh, when does Christian... God, all the same crap with uh, Fitzpatrick last year. Throw nine interceptions in the second <laughs> half against Kansas City. Who's that? Why did you draft these two kids? Just put one of them. I don't care which one either. Tomorrow, I'd like to know that, you know what? Bryce Petty's my starting quarterback. Great. Christian Ackerberg's my starting quarterback. Great. I don't know if either one of them can play. But as a Jet fan, I'm going to root for him. I'm going to hope they can. But you drafted him. No offense to Josh McCown. He shouldn't play. He should never take a snap. We like Josh. We like Josh. <laughs> we like losing. <laughs> Real quick, I got Dave in Connecticut. Dave, what do you got, buddy? Hey, good morning, boys. Go. Uh, am I on with the uh, voice of the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. Jerry Recco? Correct. And he's not in the mood for... Tacos. He's in the mood for a Prescott fish. Come on. Oh, oh I forgot about that kid. That's right. Uh, what about the first... Taco Charlton? Yep. Your first round. I would eat tra- I, now. I would eat a taco because of him. You I like tacos. So if you went to the local uh, taco joint, all right? Yeah. And you're typically a quesadilla guy, right? Or a nacho man. By the way, I had the greatest blackened shrimp nachos yesterday. Oh, shut oh, up. The oh, Greenwich yeah. Tavern right outside. Mm, nice. Having a drink. How you doing? Mm. Um, in any event. It's hot. Were you shreddy? And you're a quesadilla man. Were you shreddy? I was good. And they all of a sudden have Taco Supreme. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a big cowboy fan. And you're the first round drafter's name is Taco. <laughs> would you have a taco instead? Yes, I would. See, that's I like tacos. There you go. No, I, I would. I would do so that. You, but you go out of your way to because you're a cowboy fan. I would. Tacos on your mind. I would have that instead. Yes. Three tacos for the record. Yeah, you like tacos, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm a taco guy. He wouldn't eat a taco though. Eddie, you taco guy? Absolutely. Loves a oh. soft taco or the hard shell. Hard shell. I like, I like the soft. hard shell. I prefer soft. Uh, you know, um, you're a hard, hard, hard guy. You know this uh, place down here in Tribeca on Greenwich Street. What's what's the name of it? The, on the, Greenwich? It's like a Mexican restaurant um, right there in Greenwich. Like yeah, orange Conte. With, uh, no, no. Uh, it's like Marina. It's a woman's name. Yeah, a woman's name. Yeah. Oh, oh they I make know. great tacos. They do the taco oh, like trio. Come on, get the name. Give, give me the huh? name for that place. I want to make Is sure that the place that only makes like twenty tacos a week or something? No, 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 no. On Village. service, like Mexican restaurant, great, great food. Um, Dahlia's is about, yes, Dahlia's. Dahlia's, yeah, yeah, how you oh, doing? Yeah, how oh, you doing? Dahlia, you little vixen, <laughs> shredded. You go, you go, chorizo. Ooh, I'll go at all. Man. You don't care, you I just, like start, you just want to go to Dahlia's. <clears throat> Love Mexican food. I yes. would take you the other day, but you and I have to be in Long Island all day today. I know we do. Yeah. Shooting our promos today, shooting promos today. I do have uh, one thing I that I have to do in the middle of it, but outside of that, I'm all good in the hood. Where are you gonna what? go? No, I gotta I, I take a you know, phone call. I gotta be like Phil Sims. I gotta interrupt the shoot for yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. at two o'clock. Screw Phil Sims. Then I get yesterday. I get the call. So uh, we're there at eleven thirty. I got you. Told me one o'clock. I'll be there at one o'clock. Okay, that works too. <laughs> and that that sunset shot. That's in the yeah. It's, then we have a sunset shot with me, Ralph Macchio, and Booms, and I'm uh, doing the crane kick. And it's gonna be wonderful. It's, it's gonna be awesome. 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 It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. They're juice this year. They're all... They uh, are. They got energy. Judge, they both you know? have energy. And, uh, well, it's it's not only that. It's Sanchez. It's uh, Hicks. It's all of them. 
No, they they are like from an announcing standpoint. When a team is playing the way they're playing, yeah, which is unexpected for a lot of people, you could tell there's an extra little pep in their step. All right, so I haven't checked on this. Good, but if you had to guess how many Yankees are leading their respective uh, positions in All Star voting, and how many Yankees do you think will make the All Star game for the American League? Oh, I don't. Not a lot. Why not? Uh, you got Toby Gregorius and Castro aren't having yeah, great years. Are, Hicks is having a great year. Are, Judge not, is having a great year. Sanchez. Well, we know Judge is leading all voters, all uh, players, so we know he's in. Right at right field, but I know they're pushing Hicks. Um, I would tell you that there's not another Yankee in first place. That's what I would tell you. Yeah, but I mean, if you now, are, have if you, you looked are, or no? I have not looked. I don't know. There's, I would say there's not another uh, Yankee in first place. Be interesting to see if Those Jay, other guys aren't household names. Jay Bruce makes it for the Mets. <clears throat> you can make the argument based on home runs. Here we go. Uh, National American League leaders. Ready? Yeah. Uh, catcher Salvador Perez is number one. Right. Gary Sanchez is number four. Really? Well, you know, yep. he was injured early in the year, so he missed a bunch of games. He's catching up. He's got 461,000 votes. The other guy's got just about 700,000. Well, to me, that's really up to the Yankee fan. It's a little disappointing, you know. With he the, didn't with play over, for a month. I know, but the Yankee fans could still vote for him. Here's his first base, Miguel Cabrera. Okay. There's obviously no Yankee at first base currently. Right. Second base, Jose Altuve uh, has a million votes. Houston, yeah. Starling Castro's in second. There's no one else close. Okay. So that, that makes sense, right? Most likely he's going to make it then. Well, Altuve will be the starter. Well, but I'm just saying. But uh, Castro, Castro most should, likely will make it. I mean, he should make it. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Ooh. Uh, third base. Obviously, no, it's a non-starter for the Yankees right now. Although the whispers have become intermittent yells. Now, I know Headley had a few hits last night. Had a home run last night. Yes, but um, they're just, apparently, they're just about ready. Well, we'll see. They're, right, so yeah, what, they're getting ready. What about shortstop? Bring the kid up. What about your boy, Didi? Bring the kid up. Shortstop. Francisco Lindor is number one. Right, Indians. Indians yep. And uh, Didi is third, but way behind. Half a million votes behind. How is he that far behind? Because no one talks about who's, who's the other shortstop? Carlos Correa for the Astros. First place team. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Your DH? So it's basically the Yankees and the Astros and the Indians, I guess it sounds well, like. Well, your DH is Nelson Cruz with the Mariners. Yep. Matt Holliday is second. And then your outfield, it's Judge, Trout, and how about this? Now, Trout's injured. So he's not going to so play. So Trout's out. So Aaron Judge is 1.2 million votes. Right. All right. If I take Trout out of the mix. Okay. Second place would be how many votes? Like How far behind do you think? Five hundred and. 30,000. Yeah, 554. Wow. I mean, almost a million and, and, votes. And who was that? Michael Brantley with the Indians. Mookie Betts is third. Oh, come on. Now, Hicks has got to be in there, man. Hicks is not even on the he's list. Got to be in there. No one, he's not a household name. No I one, know he's not. Nobody you know in Nebraska is going, I'm going to vote me some Aaron Hicks. But I'm just saying that Major League Baseball has <laughs> got to do right by these guys. These guys have got to make it. And, and now, nah, Brett Gardner's ninth. Jacoby Ellsbury's eleventh. You know what? 15th. I know everybody wants Aaron Judge in that home run hitting contest. I hate that contest. You hate it from us. You think it's got a negative impact on the player? I don't. I do. I think it. I think it hurts the player nah, moving forward. Even Joe Girardi said his swing naturally hits home runs. Let him do it. And if I and by the way, if I'm Major League Baseball, much like way back in the day with the NBA and the slam dunk competition, yeah, Aaron Judge has to be in that competition. He can't say no to it. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you. All right. 
go down this road. Well, I, know, but, I know, but I, I was the one who brought it up. I know, but you t- I took me down a road. I mean, so I was like a good part because I, I went down the road. Way, I mentioned the Yankees in the All-Star game. You're going, oh, boy, let's talk about the All-Star no, no, game. You okay, took me down a road. I, mean, I went down. I shotgunned it. I shotgunned it. You and your Yankee fandom. I shotgunned it. Yankee lunacy. Yankee bitch. I shotgunned it. I go, boom, I'm tried, go here, I go here. I've tried to give you a little, so I'm going to give you a little. But now I, mean, I went the way you wanted, now you're going to go, hey, We want that way, we want that way, but I wanted, I wanted to give you something else because I know with the ADD and well, everything else. I think you got to finish that thought. I don't think Aaron Judge has the right to say no. No, he's got to do it. No, do I think it. He, ha, he, ha, he, ha, he, ha, he has to do it. It's like when Michael Jordan first came in the league. You, you got to do the slam dunk, but you can't do it every year, right? Well, he did it every year like for the first decade, mm. but Aaron Judge has to be in it. I mean, LeBron doesn't do it anymore. Now, your uh, your thing is what? Well, it was a big thing for you because uh, <laughs> it, 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 it involves gambling, and I heard you and the governor talking about potential gambling and what's Monmouth, going on and all uh, that stuff. Yeah. Spectacular. Uh, so your boy, <laughs> J.R. Smith, yes. screwed a lot of people, I heard. I uh, And he, explain this to me. Not exactly. Okay. Now, when we did the show here before uh, the final game, the spread was eight and a half in the paper. Okay. All right? Didn't they win by nine? They won by nine. But it, it, it didn't come down to a last shot that put it over eight and a half. The problem is that we do the show early in the morning. So when I came in the next day, I even brought up to Governor Christie, I go, you know, it's amazing how close the, the number was. And there were a couple baskets late. But the reality is that it went from 12 to nine. And the number was eight and a half. So regardless, you would have won or lost based on having you know, the points. Right. Here's the problem. And what you're alluding to is that when the game started, it actually went up to nine and a half. That's what you're alluding to. Right. Right? Yeah. So nine and a half, when you make a meaningless three-point shot that has no play in the outcome of the game, yeah. and it takes you from 12 to nine, and the spread's nine and a half, most people do what? Most people typically bet the favorite. That's the way people are. It's hard to contemplate taking an underdog, right? Okay. So if you're laying nine and a half and he makes a three to bring it down to nine, that changes a lot of money hand to hand. Oh, there you go. Because if you laid nine and a half and they won by nine, guess what? So, so you lose. So J.R. Smith did screw a lot of people. It depends on what side you had. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. You know, a lot of times you turn on your ESPN or you pick any of your sports, Fox Sports 1 or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and they, they end the broadcast with a feel-good story, right? Whether it's a make-a-wish type of situation or some type of um, youth-oriented uh, you know, type of story that you know, tugs at your heartstrings. But well, those stories, sadly, are few and far between. There's a story that I came across on the internet this morning, which shows you that the world isn't just negative. That if given the opportunity, people want to do good. They want to help others, boom. Yeah, they do. They yeah. want to put aside their own stats and their own self-interest, and they want to do right collectively for someone that might need a little help. Sounds like something right up my alley there, Craig. You're going to love this story. I love that stuff. I, I love assume... when people put their stats aside. They don't talk about their stats. They don't, you know, none about, hey, I was five for six, but we lost the game. I don't want right. to hear that crap. Right, right, and right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one of the great Little League stories of all time, okay? There is a 12-year-old kid whose name is Braden Giro. Braden has Down syndrome. Braden has a wonderful family 
that are not letting him having Down syndrome stop him from doing anything. So they signed the kid up for Little League. Now, a lot of Little Leagues have what they call like a VIP section of the league, which is for kids that have some type of disability. Okay. They did not do that for their son. They put him on the team. That would be mainstream. The able-bodied, for lack of any better term, mainstream Little League team. Yes. And he happened to have a great coach, a coach that thought, hey, if this kid's on the team, guess what? This kid plays, okay? Okay. So over the course of the Little League season, this kid played in the outfield all year. Now, he typically struck out. Fair enough. He walked a couple times, and he actually had one hit, a legitimate hit. Kid threw the ball to try to get him out. He made contact, single up the middle, and he actually scored a run as well. Okay. And these are these great moments for this kid. And his team embraced the fact that this kid... He's going to have a tough time playing, but he's out there trying, right? Great moments for society. So the kid went to the coach a couple times throughout the season, and everyone loves this kid. And he said, if there's any possible way when the season ends that I can pitch, I would love to be able to pitch in a game. (laughs) And if I could get just one batter, get the last out of a game, that would be a great dream for me to come true. How great is this kid, though? So the coach says, you got it. Goes to the coach of the opposing team. Right. And he walks him through. And everyone in the community knows who the kid is, right? And they agree that with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, this kid, Braden, is going to go pitch. And one of the best players on the other team, as the story goes, is up. And he, the kid's got a sweet swing. So Braden throws the first pitch, and it's like a, um, an Ephus moon pitch that misses the kid, misses the plate by 20 feet. Okay. And the kid swings the bat. Strike one. They throw the ball back. He catches the ball. Second pitch is a much better pitch, and the kid swings the bat, strike two. The third pitch is a pitch that I got to another field, and the kid swings the bat, strike three, game's over. Braden Giro gets the save. What happened next was amazing. Okay. Not only did his team rush the mound and celebrate because they just won the game, the other team, these are literally kids, 12-year-old kids, the other team on their own left their dugout, rushed the field, started spraying him with water like it was champagne, and both teams together celebrated this kid. That's great. Is that not great? Well, it's great. Yes, so it is. every now and then when you, you start talking about Odell Beckham, about salaries, about yo know, dads that don't get it, coaches that, you know, have every kid batting six through ninth on their team bunt every time they're up because God forbid you let a kid swing the bat because you have to win because it's your resume, right? Right, yeah. Crap like that? Or you mean like if some guy said, look, I'm leading off and playing shortstop? That's adults being adults. You leave that one alone. He's like, he combined. That's adults being adults. That one gets left alone. Coach's dad right. and, and kid. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I saw the story on the I, Little League tweet. That's a great story. And it's just a great story. Well, I told you, you know. Uh, and it shows that, you know, sportsmanship when you allow it to be, is very much alive. Hey, dude, man, I, you know, we've lived that with Gunner. I'm sure you've lived that with Sonny, uh, where kids are just amazing. You know, I, I think yeah. in a lot of ways, this generation gets a bad rap just because, you know, we talk about millennials and stuff like that. But, man, I watched a whole bunch of millennials watch a kid with CF and did everything they possibly could to make his life as normal as they possibly could. Yep, and Because they well. love the kid. Yep. And, uh, you know, and that's stories like that happen all the time. I told you, you know, with my Empire Challenge football game right around the corner, uh-huh. New York City, Long Island. Yep. So I, I had no uh, 
predispositions about Gunner making a team. He was not a starter at, at his school, right. but the coaches said, hey, you know, he's the reason why we're playing a game, so we want him to be on a team. I remember this. Right. So he gets under center. He starts the game. I'm like, I can't, I can't handle this. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Because I know I, you know, I, had a, I was crying. I was just unbelievable yep. how emotional it was. And right before the snap, the New York City kids, the defense stands up, crosses the line of scrimmage, and hugs Gunner before the game even starts. On their own. On their own. They got it. I mean, like, so yeah, so there are a lot of great stories like this. Yeah, I just wanted to point that one out. Now look at you, man. I just point you, out you something good. do have a heart. Every now and then I show some emotion, not frequently. Anthony's in Belleville on the fan. Anthony, good morning. How are you? Hello. Hello. What's happening, What's up, Annie? kid? Hey, I got a good story. I was I happened to catch 10-10 wins, and they talked about the governor's big party. Yeah, this apparently. Yeah. Let me just tell Boomer because he wasn't here. This, this, this was the big story out of the okay. governor's appearance yesterday. That if Mayweather uh, McGregor happens on August twenty sixth, there's some debate if it will. Right. That I told the governor I want the governor's mansion called Drum Thwacket in Princeton. What's it called? Drum Thwacket. <laughs> What's and, it called? Drum Thwacket. Yeah, and uh, and I'm gonna have a party, a pool party, and we're gonna watch the fight at the mansion. Great. And I'm he in. said yes. I'm in. Yes. Now what do you got? So on a sister station, Ten Ten Wins, yeah. they say Governor Christie's going to have a big party with Chris Carton. No, they really? Didn't. No, I think but I heard this. I think I actually heard this. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. No, was it was it Wins or Eight Eighty? Ten Ten. Ten Ten Wins. Yeah, I think I heard this yesterday. As a matter of fact, I brought it in with me this morning. Do you guys have it? Chris Christie does not live in the governor's mansion full-time. He only uses it for official events and parties like his annual holiday bash for lawmakers and a pool party with sports talk radio host Chris Carton. Whoa! Talk radio host Chris Carton. Uh, hey, Chris. Chris Carton. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Oh, man. I already fired off one mean email this morning. I think, Anthony, thanks so much for pointing Good that out. Good job, there, Anthony. Chris Carton. I got I to gotta send off another email now? I already sent one. Yeah. Now I got to send another one. I heard that. I thought you, you know, it actually made it on the stream, too, by the way. Oh, come on. Like, the other thing on the stream, by it, the way, you know, we actually, there's, I guess we got like this big condom ad thing going on on the stream. Is that right? Yeah. We're big on condoms? It's unbelievable. Hey, listen. That, that, that ad is all the time, and and the ad is, is there like a rapper called Little Dicky? Yes, I told you. I've had, we had him on the show. Well, Little Dicky's doing the ad for comedy. So he does the rap with Snoop Dogg. Remember when I, well, I'll tell you off the air, but okay. yes, Little Dicky. He's from Pence. He's from Philadelphia. Yeah, your boy's doing some condom ads hey, on listen, the stream. Whatever man. pays the bills. They got his name right, though. Little Dicky. But, you know, 10 years later, being in the same building with wins, and they can't get my name right? Chris Carton. Who is that uh, doing the story there, Eddie? Do you know the reporter's name there? I'm the guessing it's there? Susan Richard, I believe. Susan Richard? Mm-hmm. That she's the one doing the story, or she's the one that says my name wrong? She's the anchor. Yeah, she's but somebody, anchor. somebody's got to be handing her. She did probably did not write Who's it. that? What do they call I those guys I thought the anchor's right, too. Editors. No, no, they call them something else. Service aides. Service aides. Who service the hell's aides. a service aide over there? Fire that son Who's gun, the service man? aide at Wins News that, that doesn't get my name right? Chris Carton. By the way, and why is Craig such a hard name to get right? Now, by the way, you don't even know who the person is who is saying your name, so I'm no. not blaming her. I, I thought anchors write their own stuff at wins. No? They just, it's rip and read? They got service aides. Well, let's no, find, service aides. You know, they, they have writers, service editors, aides. service aides. I thought they write themselves so we as had, well. We had service aides here, but we don't have service aides anymore. No, now we just have Jerry. <laughs> right? 
He gets us our stuff when we need it. Yeah, but Carrie's the show bitch. He's not a show bitch. He's like the show aide. He's a show aide. He's a show aide. Show aide. Show aide. Can we find out who wrote that script? Like, can we go over to Wins and get the actual script? Uh, Jerry would have to go over. Do you mind asking Jerry if he'll go get oh, me Jerry that script? Jerry works at Wins. Doesn't he work and at Wins He works as well? at Wins, yeah. Like, it's I, embarrassing. Like, we know John Montone. If we said Jim Montone. That'd be douchey of us to do that. very douchey of it. Like, how do you not know the name of the people? Fugazis. Right, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Fugazis. That, I mean... I don't oh, get that whole thing. You know, and it's frequent. When I heard it, I was like... Do you, you, you know what CNN was, did? I, I was Chris like, Carson. You don't know what CNN did. So you're obviously not here on Monday. More fake news? Yeah, I don't know. No joke. And, uh, and Chris called Jeff Zucker on it uh, during a commercial but break. But you, you know what's going on. Hold on. They quoted you. But you know what's going on. On our show they Monday. Did. As if you were having a conversation with Chris about well, going to see Brian Adams. So did Eddie uh, drop in any sound bites? Could have been no. misconstrued because no. Eddie sometimes likes to use virtual Boomer when I'm not here. Nope, nope, no. and nope. Yeah, they mm. quoted Boomer size, and Boomer said to the governor, "I blah, 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 blah. but I don't know why it's so hard, man. Well, it's because the Russians have hacked into everything. I guess. Like you would think, after ten years, at least people in the building. Would get my name right. Like that, that's not even asking for that much, is it? I, I need to ask you a question. Ask me anything you want. Do you think we're trying, as, as a country, do you think Here we're we trying go. to hack into somebody else's stuff? Yes, I think we try every day. Oh, okay. Just wondering, because we're making a big deal about how everybody else is trying to screw us yeah, up. Yeah, I would assume but that then, would... But then again, we're not trying to screw anybody else up. <laughs> I would assume we're trying to do it every day. Oh, I... But you have to okay. support our country doing it because it's our country. It's our country. Right. And today we, is Flag Day. And today is Flag Day. So it's okay for us to do because it's national you know, defense. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. This is Chris Carton along with Boomer Esiason. Can we find out who wrote it, though, Al? Is that what you're working on right now? Is Mark on the case? Is Mark going to fire oh, off a nasty email to the news director at Wins? Chris Carton. Whatever you want to get wrong, get it wrong. But try to get the guy's name right who's in the building with you for a decade. Chris Carton. Right? Chris Carton. Chris Carton. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Chris Carton. Why Carton. is my name so hard to get right? I don't know, because they, they screwed up with Chris Mandar Russo, who was here for 20 years. Nah, Carton and Russo aren't close. But Chris is just like nah, that. It's, it's just an easier name to say. Oh, well, we had Chris Carlin. We had Chris Carton. It's still one syllable. There's a lot of Chris's around. A lot of Chris's. It's great. Uh, it's Al, what would you like me to do about this story? How'd you like me to handle this one? The 1010 win story? Yeah. Chris Carton. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, get very confused. Chris Christie, Craig Carton. Yeah, it's all over the place. They're all boomers very, here. Boomers not The name here. Craig is very confusing. I don't know how we get it right so often. It's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the Fan. We never got to it last do hour. You do we your wins uh, updates differently than you do your fan updates. Uh, do you put on that uh, old school AM? Uh, Type of voice, you know. You know do no, I do them exactly like, the same. You know, I, I wish we ear. never did this, and, I, and I'm really mad at Anthony from Belleville for calling in and, and highlighting it because I, I discussed and this with Al this morning. Uh, free car pileup on the LIE and Chris Carton going to be partying uh, rock star style with Governor Chris. Chris Carton. Oh, uh, here we go. Now we are knee-deep into this, and we're not going to get well, out of it. you knew you would be. Yeah, I knew it. For the okay. last 10 years, he's dominated the <laughs> landscape of radio he's in the dominated. mornings, and we still don't know his name. Chris Carton. John Montone is on a search for his parents, but they don't know it, Chris Carton, either. Fugazis. Now back to you, Karen Stewart. <laughs> Sharon Stewart. Who's, uh, who's the lead anchor right now? 
over there? I would say Lee Harris right now. That's my man, Lee yeah. Harris. Bridget Quinn. Uh, what? Lee Harris and Bridget <laughs> Quinn. Quinn. And in other, other news this morning, Governor, Governor Christie, Christie will rent out the governor's mansion to a shock jock named Chris Carton. In the event of the apocalypse, we'll have live team coverage and expanded traffic and transit reports here on 1010 Winds. Every 22 minutes and all around the world, it's Winds News. If you can't get my name right, how can you get any name right? You know? President uh, Fred Trump today said... (laughs) (laughs) They're panicking over there right now. Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Which aide wrote it? Who wrote it? Mike Francesa was behind the uh, error. <laughs> that old school radio thing. A fugazi. That's <laughs> nothing but a fugazi. Here's Jerry with the report. Uh, we'll start with the Yankees. We didn't do them last hour. This game ended uh, really just a few hours ago. They were in Anaheim, and they were in line to win the game 2-1. Eric Young Jr., the game-tying home run off Tyler Clippard in the eighth. So you move ahead to extra innings. Yankees had guys on base. The base is loaded. They had one out. Uh, but unfortunately for them, Chris Carter popped up, and then Brett Gardner came in. It'll be a 2-1 to Gardner, and the pitch is popped up to third. Escobar is there. He'll make the catch to end the inning. And then you move ahead to the uh, bottom half. There'll be a 1-0 to Young. And there goes the runner to second. The pitch is lined off Didi. There's the ball game. It was lined off Heller, carrimed wide of Didi. And Simmons scored, and the Angels... Win the game 3-2 in 11 innings. Uh, John Sterling on the fan bolt time. So, you know, tough loss for the Yankees because they also lost CC Sabathia along the way. Uh, one line of thought was, or one line of thinking would be with Chris Carter up, Gaia with uh, one out, you need a fly ball to uh, get the lead run in. Did you think about pinch hitting him because he did not have a great night by any stretch? Here was Joe Girardi. No, I mean, Chris has swung the bat better as of late, and he got a pitch to hit. He just missed it. I mean... Yeah, well, and speaking of missing it, why wouldn't you just leave him in there? I mean, I love. Well, the other thing too about Carter's night, you got to nitpick every single loss now when you have a chance to win. Well, what else are they supposed to do? No, I agree. By the way, base is loaded. You know, in the eleventh, chance to win the game, right? And they didn't. Uh, And then Carter also responsible for the one run CC Sabathia allowed uh, because they scored two outs, a ground ball to Didi Gregorius, and then the throw over. What goes right by him? What what happened, Joe? He just missed it. I mean, I. He missed it. And then you get a base hit right after that. Run scores, essentially, because the uh, runner went to second on the on the uh, missed throw. And so that was the one run Sabathia gave up before he left with a hamstring injury. So that's not good. Here's Girardi on that. He's going to have to have an MRI, and we'll get a timetable for it. But I anticipate it's a deal. There you go. 10-day DL. There you go. Here was uh, Sabathia. Here we go. Here we go. It's the first little, uh, little, little, little nick in the armor. Yeah, it is. Here's Sabathia. How he was feeling? Sore. Um, you know, but it just happened. So, um, you know, hopefully tomorrow I'll wake up and feel a lot better. But Girardi did expect him to go to the DL, as you just point out. So the Yankees have their six-game winning streak go by the boards. Uh, tonight, Michael Pineda, Matt Shoemaker are the starters. We'll have it on the fan at uh, 925, another late start. As for the Mets, this thing was over early. How about the fact that, uh, what's his name, Joe Madden has Anthony Rizzo lead off. He leads right. off with a home run. Mets do get it back. Cespedes, the RBI double. And then the second inning was just an overall disaster. And he smashes one to left center field. Back in the gap, looking up Lagaris, and it's out of here. 
Ian Happ with an opposite field grand slam. Gary Cohen on SNYC. A figure, all right, grand slam. Wheeler gives it up. It's now 6-1. to one. All right, settle down. There's still two outs. Get out of the inning. Oh, no, no, no. A couple of guys get on, and Addison Russell makes some pay. But Russell lines it toward the left field corner. That'll bring in Bryant. Hayward is digging for third. Cespedes digs it out of the corner. Hayward is waved home. And he will score a two-run double for Addison Russell. Again, Gary on SNY. That made it 8-1. Wheeler looked really physically uncomfortable. He was way too hot He wasn't fooling anybody last night. Yeah, but he just looked really uncomfortable on the mound. He was was awful. Speaking of uh, maybe the curveball, I think Terry Collins talking about the curveball here uh, when he says... It's a little bit loopy tonight. Then again, you listen to his next comment about Wheeler, and maybe he was the one that was loopy. Hey, geez, he can still get out of this inning, you know, with, with... uh, and then you know when he walked, uh, El Monte and Rizzo, you know, and we got then we know you got problems when those other guys are coming up. Holy crap! Huh? Holy crap! That's communication. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've had one of those. That was Terry. He struggled with that one a little bit. A little uh, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Little bit. <laughs> there were uh, a bunch of home runs hit in this game, and as I said to Al earlier, Jay Bruce even took one away oh. uh, late in the game. I think it was Schwarber that hit hey, it. And by the way, yeah. today's yeah. a big Matt Harvey day. Big start. Big, big start. start. Big yeah, that's start. right. Won Take five innings, and 104 pitches the last oh. inning. Well, look at it this way. Wheeler threw 46 pitches in the second inning yesterday. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, Wheeler had a tough time. <laughs> yes, tough he time. did. At least Matt Harvey seems to be... Uh, Settling in, you settling, hope so. I, I, which means to me, hopefully he's got a new girlfriend. He's gotten over this Adriana Lima thing, you know. And perhaps now the Mets did lose a Strubel Cabrera. My girlfriend, don't make fun of her. That's really what it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. I really like her. I've got feelings for her because I we have a mutual friend. Boomer knows my buddy too, who uh, was being a normal guy and saying things to Matt that a normal guy might say when you're dating an Adriana Lima. And Matt's response was, you better stop talking about her like that. That's my girlfriend. I've got feelings for her. So that's why he lost his mind? She's a hot box of rocks. But listen, Adriana Lima. Yeah, you don't want to be talking about a guy's no, but the guy, my buddy didn't know. My, yo, when you're linked to 17 different, you well, know, the problem is, models. is that Adrian, Adriana Lima is a personal, I mean, a public person herself. Right. Super <laughs> model. Yes. And, you know, when Matt Harvey's got a pretty great reputation with uh, very attractive women. With the ladies. Nice clam. Not being a specific, <laughs> you know, a, uh, you know, I'm going to have one girlfriend type of guy. So, you know, I'm sure the normal conversation was, Hey, that's fantastic. Look at who you're dating, kid. And then it came out, Listen, I have feelings for her. I don't want you speaking about her in that regard. Oh, I'm sure he does. So... If that's the way it's going to continue, we're done. So that equates to two innings and seven runs? That equates to not showing up at the ballpark. Yeah, that well, that too, oh, right. Okay. I forgot oh, about man, that. she left me. <laughs> she left me like a dog. <laughs> like a dog on the street, she left me. I just can't live no more. <laughs> Give me some 1942. Sounds like somebody's not getting the return and, phone calls from Matt Harvey. And a table at one oak. It's all like Dr. Carl. She left me. Oh, boy. And she did it on TV. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> Julian Edelman's half my size. Oh, at the Met Gala. <laughs> I don't want you talking bad about her, though. I really fell for her. 
I felt I was smoking European cigarettes. I liked it so much. How you doing? I'm, I'm fine. Good. That's why I hope Al's girlfriend never breaks up with him. We lost Greg for a moment there. I think you'd be like distraught for a long time. Yeah, I'm not good. You, that, he's so. an angry sob now. Could you imagine if that day ever happens? Oh, part of me wants to see it, to be honest. <laughs> what? <laughs> like as a as like an April Fool's Day joke. Like if, if she came and said, "I'm done. I I can't do this anymore. And get out of my small house, Spring Lake." Just for like a 24-hour period. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the depression on Al would set in. That'd be the greatest podcast he ever did, though. I mean, um, at this point, I'm, I'll be 48 this year. That's that's it for me. Th- that's it? No, I mean, that's like, it. what? What's that mean? I can't, I can't put any more work into these things. It's, it's enough. <laughs> if it's not her forever... You're but, done. Then I'm it's, done. you know, signing up with pleasefindmycorpse.com. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. Wow. Taking a shot, oh. Eddie. That's unbelievable. You think if he did that, uh, Wins would get his name right? <laughs> By the way, Mark Erne of 1010 Wins tweeting, wow, Boomer and Carton crushing us right now. Yeah. Sorry we made you mad. Chris. Okay. Was that trying to be funny? About I guess now? so. Are we getting ready to go into a radio war? Radio. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you guys are radio guys, so no, let us know if we definitely. are. I'm just you saying. You tell me how great I you guys are I count on wins radio. for my news, yeah. and uh, maybe I can't. Alexa, 1010 wins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and another news, Harris. Chris Carton will be partying at the governor's mansion. Chris Carton. <laughs> oh. By the way, I saw I got a I saw a picture of the that, that place in Trumthrocket. It's in Princeton. Wow! Yeah, it's a mansion. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the governor's mansion. I'm surprised we were limited to 75. Did somebody donate right. to that, that to the state, or did the state buy it? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if I knew, I could tell you. It's not because I'm right. keeping state secrets. And this guy, it's, uh, he told me it means didn't, like didn't rolling hills and rivers or something. Didn't Just Google and it. Fitch have something to do with that? Place? No, they did not. They did not. Okay. No, but they but did. You might have thought so during the McGreevy administration. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but oh, that was well, that was what, an man. unofficial sponsorship, I think. <laughs> Welcome to the governor's mansion. Hi, Hi. I have a size 36. We don't make those <laughs> in this brand. Sorry, sir. Damn it. <laughs> What else you got, Jerry? Uh, just the other thing is a strip. You ever go to, ever go to the Abercrombie oh. Fitch store on Fifth Avenue? It's like a rave. Like if you want to feel old and inadequate in every possible way, just take ten steps. Because of the clientele? No, because of the dudes working there. Oh. It's it's club music. It's like uh, you know, dun 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 dun. There's a like gorgeous guy who's got piercing blue eyes at the door who distracts you right away and he's got a shirt that's you know unbuttoned down to his belly button you know and he's all like i don't even eat how do i look you want some jeans you have some jeans we got some khakis you maybe i'll take you to the khaki department i don't eat all right bob let's go to the khaki department and he goes what size are you and immediately you now feel inadequate and when you want to say the words I'm a 36, but I used to be a 36. <laughs> we don't carry 36. And, the guy, and then all of a sudden, yeah, they got the, those like walkie-talkie things in the ear. Yeah. And you hear, we got a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Larry. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's not as attractive. Skinny enough. jeans. Larry's like the manager who's like, you know, in six former manager. You're a heavyset guy going, 
Uh, Billy, you can go to a normal customer. You're, oh, Craig, nice to meet you. Oh, is it Chris? Chris, nice to meet you. We have a special section for your people. And you're like, I just want to, you know, 36? Yeah, not here. No. Like, they don't want you to be seen in the store is the problem. You got a fat one. Uh, there's a special exit for you. You don't go out the front. We treat your kind special. But they get that music playing. Oh, the loud, music's man. like louder than ever. Every dude in there's like a hot, yo, know, anorexic model. Twelve guy. shirtless guys. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. So uh, me and the guys are just gonna we're gonna do some crunches and planks. You wanna join us in that? Lunch? Shirtless, glistening in the sun. How about a protein shake? How you doing? Skinny jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would look in for a minute. They'd be like, this is one of us. This is one only. Help me. <laughs> Thin. Medium. Skinny jeans. A medium. Medium. Guys no walking body fat, to them. No muscles. At Amber, Crummy, and Fitch, I'm a 2XL. <laughs> you might That's be. true. Those t-shirts in there, very tight. How about J. Crew? What are you and J. Crew? He don't know. I, I, I gave know. all those t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, that it was... Uh, I was a large, large. And he walks into, uh, I'm going to say, shut the store down. <laughs> Athletic, <laughs> large <laughs> fellows. Clothes for cleaning. Uh, we're, we're, we're remodeling. Did you walk into <laughs> the wrong store, sir? <laughs> Lane Bryant's two stores down. Well, I scorched you there. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> In any event. No, what else, Jerry? Anything? Uh, whatever. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, I know you did not do this, but former former NFL punter Rick Tootin passed away uh, unexpectedly. Fifty-two years of age. <clears throat> this is a weird down. one. No, but this is a weird one because you know this guy was a Pro Bowl punter, and uh, he he died unexpectedly in Costa Rica. I guess over the weekend. Oof, that's in Costa Rica. Yeah, shady. Right. I think so. A random fifty-two-year-old guy dies in Costa Rica. Something happened. You know, he won a Super Bowl uh, with the uh, with the Rams in '99. Played on the Seahawks. Yeah, and I, I appreciate what you did there, Booms. What's that? You're like uh, you're like the fun robber. Well, I was just trying to say, like, we're there's having a good other time. We're laughing. There. There's a great spirit, uh, and we're going to take a break on a good note. Come back, your calls. We got more going on. Did you oh. hear that Rick Tootin died? Oh, what? And a young man too, unexpectedly. Yeah. It's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.